My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 154, the WWE versus WCW Night After Mania 1998. But before we do anything, let's go to the alternate intro. This is a story about an ordinary teddy bear. When he was made, they found something wrong with him and threw him away, like a piece of rubbish, into an old, dark storeroom. Then, from out of space, a spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. He took him to the magic cloud where Mother Nature gave him special powers. That bear became Super Ted! Yeah! <laughs> Super Ted! Well, he is Super Ted, Super but Ted. I'm excited. Right, so that was the old intro. Dan, what is the intro? In 1998, WWE and WCW were locked in a ratings war. Their shows, Raw and Nitro, went head-to-head on Mondays. The WNR podcast go back 20 years right in the middle of the battle. We've followed the war since the inception of Nitro, but now with the Attitude Era getting going and WCW at its peak, it's a perfect time to follow it month to month. This is WWE versus WCW, the Monday Night Wars. Well, let's begin. We've got a five-point system in place. We have got the roster... Rating, promo, matches, setting, and an overall. So we'll base it on the five-point system and then tally it up and then see who wins this episode. So yes, let's start with the WWF. 24 hours after the incredibly successful WrestleMania, the Austin era truly begins. For the first time, we are live watching Raw is War. So we are going to watch the entire episode of the night after WrestleMania and see how it compares to the one we've just had. March 30th, it's Raw 253, and let's start with the opening titles, I guess. So this is going to be fun. We've never done this and sat actually watching the Raw on the podcast. We hope everybody can follow it at home if it works out for us. And we're seeing the video for last night's wrestling. Um, and Dan, what were your thoughts on WrestleMania 14? I thought it was quite an exciting fanfare. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few twists and turns and some switching around and some double twists. But, yeah, it was... Uh, Quite an exciting event. We just see highlight clips from it now. We see, you know, the moment that made Sable, Kane. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw the, the payoff, didn't we, Untaker and Kane. What a hellacious war that was. And then we saw Tyson involved in Michael's kind of Herculean performance working through that kind of back injury. And the surprising end, really, with Mike Tyson 
cold clocking uh, Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin being WF champion. And now we get the Raw is War opening titles. I hope we have fireworks. It's always exciting, but I know we haven't got Raw girls. So to speak, well, we have in Sable and Sunny. Of course, Sunny last night making a big splash with uh, LOD, managing them. And they, they're number one contenders now. So is, is this going to be a fresh start? Let's see. You know, last week on Raw, we had DX being Tyson, Michaels, Triple H in China. Would that change tonight? We saw problems possibly with the nation last night. got some pyrotechnics yes we have i mean the the place is going off here tonight raw is on the air fans seem to be up here. thousands of signs well i say thousands of signs there are literally hundreds there picture of bret hart that's quite a nice one loads of signs there the fans seem happy we are in albany new york here and i think austin 316 signs are the uh <laughs> the sign of the day would be fair i i would say that yeah 316 austin and you know all of that nature so we got jim ross and michael cole commentary as well they're going to lead us through the first part of raw chainsaw charlie and cactus jack are the new undisputed tag team champions yep. and out comes vince mcmahon carrying the title well that's we saw steve austin last night winning the um the Eagled WF Championship, that has been a custom for WF, been around now for about seven or eight years. And Vincent Mann's got the new championship belt over his shoulder. So, most definitely, it's going to be a, a new era. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, this is uh, going to be a presentation of the new champion, Vincent Mann. That's Look. a blue-coloured strap, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. It matches um, McMahon's suit. And, of course, after the incredibly successful WrestleMania last night, we'll be able to buy a few more suits. It's crazy how it's changed, even in the past three months we've been watching the kind of build-up to WrestleMania, and now the payoff, the fans chatting Austin here. Still got the old-school WWF-style logo. Oh, yeah. You've got the Scratch logo in the corner, but the turnbuckle's still got the old ones. Butt crack is uh, signing the crowd behind Vincent Mann. The mic is working, Vince, just people aren't listening. Well, they're so loud, and he only wanted the microphone to introduce the new WWF champion, and quite a reaction he's getting there. <laughs> Indeed, yes. And look how tiny that total belt looks over his shoulder. <laughs> it does look small. Well, Austin in the ring. <laughs> Drops the old title of Vince's feet, pulls a new one off his shoulder and goes to the corner to hold it aloft for the fans. So cold Steve Austin's championship belt. And the fans absolutely love him. And of course, he goes to all four corners. And JR already plug in the next pay-per-view, which is Unforgiven, April 26th. Vince is smirking. No, James, he's just got a grin on his face. He hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. Well, the fans think Vince is full of shit. Of course, a couple of weeks ago when he was asked by Kevin Kelly, he'd say, um, oh, hell no, he didn't want him as WF champion. And now he's saying it'd be a pleasure. So Vince and man being nice, they say, look, together we can work. I'm intelligent. You're big and strong. Why don't we do this and make the business huge? 
So what did Austin have to say about that then? He said, well, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's just cut out the BS and just leave it as that. <laughs> Vince, like, he's incapable. I, I also said, you hate me. And he goes, I, I can't hate. I'm incapable of hating. I'm just looking for what's best for company. Best for business. Vince thinks Austin's a swell guy. Vincent Man loves Steve Austin. <laughs> but he's backtracking now. It's just a figure of... Vincent Man's eyes are fucking brilliant. And he's like, what did you say? Well, you know, the first inkling Austin said he's going to bash his face in, the crowd absolutely lapped it up. And now Austin laughing at Vince. So Vince is saying you can do it the easy way or the hard way, and Austin's like, well, I can't give an important decision like that right now. I want a definition of what the easy and the hard way is. So Vince is saying the easy way, adapt to survive, and the hard way is you're going to be forced to do it anyway. Well, we'll see what Austin has to say. I mean, it's a hard choice to make, isn't it, you know? It is indeed. So he wants 10 seconds to think about it. That's fair enough. He looks like he's deep in thought. I wonder what the fans want him to do. (laughs) Well, I think the fans wanted Vince McMahon to get stunned. And what happened? (laughs) He got stunned. And the crowd love it. I don't think anyone's had an impact like Austin since Daniel Bryan. Well, this is the you know, thing. not as in doing things his way, but I mean, just the crowd response, they lap up at everything he says. It, it's, it's a, but for me as well, it's a, it's a gradual build. Like, not everybody in that crowd is roaring at the top of their voice, but they would get behind him. It's like the slow build-up, isn't it? You know, we talk about different parts of the Steve Austin character, Stone Cold, WrestleMania 13, whoever it was. And now coming here and the fans saying, like, he, he said he was going to go WrestleMania. He said he was going to win the Rumble. He won the Rumble. He said he was going to go WrestleMania and beat Shawn Michaels. He did that. And now he's come out here. And it's a basic, it's a mission statement for characters. If you're going to treat any wrestler like this, he's come out here. His first night is champion. Vince Man has said to him, look, you can do this my way or the other way. And he said, look, I only do things my own way. I, will not, I do not answer to anybody. The only person I answer to is myself. And we know that's him about now. And with that story of Vince McMahon and what Vince McMahon has said... We know that the story going forward is Austin being this kind of anti-authority figure champion and McMahon trying to stop him at all states. It's, it's a perfect thing to put there. Do you know what I mean? It couldn't have worked better in itself. Like, you can dream of them trying to book Roman Reigns or someone like that after WrestleMania and it just you just can't. And that's why the fans got behind him because what he said, he backed up. And in yeah. wrestling, that's really important, you know? Indeed, yes. And... It's it's well noted that Austin isn't the greatest worker in ring, but everything he does, aside from that, is perfect. Yeah. You know, he's he was Austin backstage. He was always watching what was going on in the ring. First one to arrive, the last one to leave. He was effectively, you know, aside from Undertaker, a locker room leader. Yeah, yeah. And he worked hard to get where he was. But I think credit is due now to... Vince McMahon, you know, to kind of have this cat to that fans despise. And now they've done it to death with the kind of authority figure in wrestling. But you just imagine, yeah, they've done it with Ronda Rousey recently laying out Stephanie McMahon. But just, you know, Vince McMahon being able to, to get uh, to stun a take to him, make him look weak and, and having Austin look like the actual star rather than getting one over on him, you know? Well, you had the last time of it happening with uh, Vince McMahon getting beaten up by Kevin Owens, but I think that was just more portrayed as yeah. bullying an old man. No, the, the, the thing close to it is obviously Daniel Bryan's moment at WrestleMania 30, yeah. uh, finally overcoming the authority figure, but we're not talking about WrestleMania 30, we're talking about WrestleMania 14, and at WrestleMania 14, the LAD reunited with Sonny, 
And now they're coming out here. Indeed. And, well, before WrestleMania, we thought that the LOD was going to be no more. Well, we saw them fighting, didn't we? You know, we, we thought that was the Indeed. But now they've they've reunited. They've got Sonny as their valet. So things are looking bright exactly. for the LOD 2000. They've yep. got new face masks. They've got new shoulder pads. Then let's not forget the number one contenders for the WF Tag Team titles. They're unfailed. They'll face, at this moment in time, Cactus and Chainsaw Charlie. What a war that will be. But they're in tag action now. And Sunny's coming out here, and she looks, she looks fine, but she has dropped down. I say dropped down the card a little bit in recent times. She's going against, uh, they're going against Jose and Jesus from Los Barritos. Jose and Jesus. 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 Oh, and they started already. That's Animal. He's eliminated a member of Los Barritos from the ring. Oh, Jesus. Jose taking down there, and Jesus <laughs> on the outside. Oh, oh, they're looking God. for the Doomsday device already. Well, they don't get paid by the hour. Oh, fucking hell. Turned him inside out. One, two, three. Wow, doubling wow, by the Wow, what a rush. Yeah. Well, you can't really talk about the uh, the match there because it was, it was nothing but maybe it's LOD showing that they're back to full strength and Sonny now has got the microphone. Oh, they lift her up. She's got her legs akimbo. Twisted Steel with Sex Appeal. That is the LOD and Sunny, or LOD 2000. We'll see how 1998 treats Sunny and the Legion of Doom. But we are a night after Mania, and we've seen, already seen Steve Austin. I mean, what else have we got in store for tonight? Let's, come on, give us a... They should do that now. Like, coming up. Keep me interested. I'm going to go over to Nitro in a minute. Say, what's the huge news? Well, Vince McMahon, he's overheard him on the phone. And Vince McMahon has just left and he heard him say on the phone, I don't care how many cops it takes, I want Stone Cold Steve Austin arrested now. Oh, my God. And now we see a Legends video. People like Gorilla Monsoon, Classy, Freddie Blassie, Pat Patterson, Big Cat, Ernie Ladd. I think that's quite a nice advert. Today, they cheer for the new generation. Not Sorry, not new generation. The Durriff Attitude Era. Sorry. New generation was Diesel Michaels. That's far away in the past now. Still a horrible stunner, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so I don't think Vince McMahon ever took a stunner well. No, we see a replay of that. And we see the way Vince McMahon left as well. <laughs> well he fell off the stairs. It's not been a great night for the uh, chairman. So Kevin Kelly with another update in the back down. And this time he said... Well, he just completely dismissed Kevin Kelly had to say because Kevin Kelly tried to give him a heads up saying the police are on the way. He said, I don't care. They haven't got the balls. Mm. Vince McMahon hasn't got the balls to get him arrested. So we'll see what happens if that plays out. But right now, it's a jackal coming out with Kurgan. And this big monster. He's going to go one-on-one with, it looks like, Chains in the ring. Chains indeed, yes. Part of the DOA. Well, the action never stops here, does it? Another hard-hitting match. Kurgan is my father. Well, we talked about this on Top 15 Factions, about the Ministry and the Jackal was maybe supposed to be a part of that. But, you know, it never really worked out for him. It never really worked out for Kurgan. And I wonder why. Let's see him in action here. And let's see if we can work out maybe why it never really worked for him. He's a big man. He's got the size. He is, yes. Just throwing chains into the corner. Two guys lock up, Chains looking for a side headlock, but Kurgan powers out of him and just throws him. 
at least two or three foot. Well, useless fact about chains, he's Brian Lee, and he played the fake Undertaker back in 1994, feuded with, of course, the real Undertaker. And now he's become the kind of de facto leader of the DOA because of um, Crush. He joined WCW, you know, Brian Adams, part of the NWO. Probably looked like a good idea at the time, but is the tide turning here? We don't know. Well, it's a quite a low back body drop from Kurgan, despite his height. And now he's choking chains, and now we're getting split screen. Split screen, and Vince McMahon's backstage with Sergeant S. Laughter and Gerald Briscoe. Yeah, and he, he seems to be gesticulating that he's not happy that the police aren't here yet. Chains trying to get a bit ahead of steam, trying to close on Kurgan, but... Kurgan's not going down. He can't get a big man down that easy. Oh, Kurgan catches Chains with one big right clothesline, and Kurgan goes down. Well, Chains in a bit of trouble now because Kurgan's dreaded finishing move is a claw. We try the Kurgan splash there. Chains managing to dodge out the way. Deliver some big rights, but one big right from Kurgan rocks Chains, but he comes back with a big boot. Well, he's getting no change out of oh Kurgan. Uh-oh, now the big boot. This could be the end. Well, he's looking for the paralyzer. The claw! <laughs> it's in! Jackal just thought he'd have a go at JR, so it's all your fault. And Kurgan's just got a pinfall via the paralyzer. Or the claw. Well, that is it. Chains is paralyzed and they're holding it long after the bell. And JR's trying his best on commentary to get over Kurgan, but it's just not working. Kurgan now dragging Chains out of the ring. Still in claw. Is this like the ministry music? Yeah, exactly. It's weird, don't it? Very similar, and very similar to taking them away as well. Oh, now we're backstage. Vincent Mann, wait for the police. Well, we see some sirens turning up. That's good. They, they chose the timing perfectly to turn up straight <laughs> after the match had finished. Yeah, it's good. But, you know, I'm pleased that the police could be so prompt like that. Probably watching the end of the match and then thought, come around the four policemen in one car. Makes you think they're probably going to leave one person somewhere. And now an advert for Jax. Wrestling figures. Oh, you can squeeze them now. No, well, I think I actually had that gold dust, to be fair. <laughs> and now we're back with Vincent Mann. And he's with all these policemen. Of course, like you said, the commissioner. And Gerald, just in case things get rough. Gerald, there used to be a shooter, don't forget. And now we're going to follow. Are we following Vincent Mann or are we going to go to a match? Well, Vince is directing the police officers. I don't think he wants to be stunned again. Briscoe's following him. He's like, oh, I like man in uniforms. Yeah, yeah. And now we're back in the ring, and Tony Chimmel's introducing the world's greatest promoter, Tennessee Lee. And you know what this means, Dan. You know who's going to be, don't you? It's J E double F J A double R E double T. Ain't he great? And look at that. What an entrance, Dan. <laughs> Explain for everybody. Well, he's on a. Uh, he's got a, uh, a white leather outfit on he's got jj plastered all over it and it's flashing red with his glasses and his hat and he's on a horse yes who is flashing as well who is also flashing yes actual horse and um hey, fair play that horse man i mean got flashing lights and probably thinking what the fuck's going on and kane uh kane joe just running for wrestlemania last night pete rose getting tombstoned Tyson leaving DX as well. But now it's Jeff Jarrett time. 2018 Hall of Famer, eh? Who'd have thunk it? Oh, and as Michael Cole tells us, the only man to pin Steve Blackman. Of course, he was the Goldberg of the WWF. But Jeff Jarrett getting a victory last week. 
Not quite as Goldberg as Goldbergy. No, 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 no. But it's weird how they treat undefeated streaks. And oh, look at this, Aguilar here. Oh, and Double J not waiting around. He's attacking Aguilar from behind. Of course, Aguilar will face Takamichi Noku at WrestleMania 14. That was a great uh, light heavyweight title match. It was, yeah. Swing and neck breaker by Double J. Well, Aguilar would go on to become S.A. Rios in the WF, which would become, well, help the debut of Lita, wouldn't it? They'd come along together. And then S.A. Rios kind of faded away. Jeff Jarrett, like we said, did all right for himself. Lost his place in WWE, so created TNA. Yeah, fair play. If you, if you can, you know what I mean? Rehab for life is one of the signs of seeing the crowd. Tends to leave enjoy the commentary. And Aguilar on the second rope just got squashed by Jeff. And JR is very argumentative tonight, isn't he? <laughs> he always is. Jarrett's in control, telling everyone, ain't he great? Yeah, close line to Aguilar now. He's going to attempt to suplex. And it's just too easy for Double J at the moment. It's almost as if he's going from someone like a... He's going against someone who's a cruiserweight. Yeah. You can see there's definitely a mismatch, but I think the first three matches on Raw haven't been competitive at all. You know, no. they've, they've been squash matches at this moment in time. The true story, of course, is Austin. Is he going to get rested? Oh! Aguilar doing a couple of backflips, jumping over Jeff Jarrett. Oh, catching with a spinning heel kick. And now Aguilar catching Jeff Jarrett. Running the ropes. Oh, spins through. Nice short arm clothesline there from Aguilar. He's trying to get the crowd behind him, but I don't think really <laughs> they're with it. Nice slam by Aguilar. Goes up top. Oh! It's like a Phoenix splash. He was too... I've just was too far away when he tried to hit it anyway, and he actually rolled into the move. You can see he's a young man, <coughs> though, Aguilar's only Aguilar's only 19 at this moment in time. Looking for the figure four. Got it locked in. What's that, my love? Well, I don't really think he tapped out there, but... All submission... He gets the job done, and Timmy White wants to get moved out of the way. <laughs> and hasn't Tennessee Lee changed Jeff Jarrett, eh? He's changed him into a winner. Uh, he, a winner. <laughs> he really has. NWA Jeff. Uh oh. But Steve Blackman, he's pissed off. He's going to get some retribution on Double J. A big scissor kick. Eliminates him from Rumble. And Blackman stands tall. Tennessee Lee looking to s- sneak up on the lethal weapon. Soon changes his tune, though, when Blackman catches him. Now he's using the referee as a shield. Oh. Shield. And Jeff Jarrett attacks from behind. And that's just going to annoy Steve Blackman. The Tennessee lead quite intelligently <laughs> saying, look, Jar- Jarrett, leave him alone. Get out of the ring as quickly as you can. Yeah. We've got the victory for today. Let's fight another day. And Steve Blackman's obviously, um, they've turned the force field on around the ring because he can't escape it once he's got back into it. <laughs> yeah. And now McMahon's outside the locker room. Well, he's got Austin in cuffs and four officers are escorting Austin off the premises. And Austin trying to get to Vince McMahon. Shoulder barges him into a bunch of lockers. There's a man saying, who the hell do you think you are? As JR says, 24 hours after winning the WF title and he's going to be in prison <laughs> tonight. Wow, he's still got that. WF the music volume two. Problem is, yeah, it re-shows their stuff four or five times just because people have been over-watching Night Show. They might come back over and see it. They still do it now, though, don't they? That's the worst thing about repeating something you've already seen But then the you show. watch SmackDown and it shows you something that happened on Raw. And Austin talking trash to McMahon all the way to the police car. Telling Vince it ain't over. Fucking hell, they all fit in there. It's like a clown car. Two policemen in the back, two in the front. One on the scooter, bibbing his hooter. <laughs> and they reverse out with Steve Austin. So, Austin is no longer on Raw. 
Let's all go to Nitro. <laughs> yep. Let's see what Goldberg's up to. Yeah, I see, yeah. And look how happy Vincent Mann is with himself. One might say he's smirking. Mm-hmm. He hates smirking. You know what? He bans wrestlers from doing it. A few empty seats there. Maybe people are having a drink. And Vince McMahon is coming out to the ring, probably to gloat about what's just happened. Well, the poor man's already been stunned tonight, you know? And now the man that's assaulted him has been arrested. He's coming out here just to uh, clear things up. He's been wronged here tonight. Poor Vince McMahon. That's what you get for playing things the Austin way and not the McMahon way. Yeah. He's only got himself to blame, hasn't he, you know? Oh, so like you said, Dan, the explanation was like, look, he selected his uh, side and Vince Man did his. No, his choice. Vince Man did his choice. He did Indeed. warn Austin. He warned him. He did warn him. I heard him warn him. Oh, no, we all heard him warn him. So that's basically the first hour of Raw done and dusted. So what do you think the first hour, Dan? Match-wise, it's not been the greatest, but... As far as progressing storylines, they've gone from a kind of a new era. Uh, well, they've gone, I wouldn't say for a new era, but they've changed direction in what they're doing. And, you know, you've basically had the backlash from what's happened with Austin and McMahon. Yes. Well, Triple H there saying in the second hour <laughs> that it's DX going to come to an X-rated end. And, of course, you've, you've seen the push of the LOD. Yeah. The progression of Jeff Jarrett and Steve Blackman's story. But apart from that, it's it's not been great in the ring. Uh, and But we're told in the second hour, we're still cage match, Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus versus New Age Outlaws. And now we're getting interviewed by Nathan The Rock. So The Rock's saying that last night, you know, Ken shut blood, busted open, but he still wants to lay the smack down on Ken Shamrock. And he's still in the Canal Champion, which is one of the many shocks. Now he's got a word for Farouk. So what did The Rock have to say to Farouk as we end the first hour? Well, we thought we was gonna, he was going to have a problem with what happened with Farouk, but he said, no, you've opened my eyes to what it means to be in the nation. Or basically, you know, I'm going to... What was it? Something? He said, uh, Farouk, I'd like to thank you for the success, the reason why I'm Intercontinental Champion, the reason why I'm part of the nation. Hell, the reason why I'm here is all down to you. And tonight, by the end of the night, you will see the strongest version of the nation that there is as we head into Warzone titles. That's what I was going to say. What he said. So it's the Warzone. Here we go. It's the final hour. I say the final. It's the second hour of Raw going head to head with, of course, Monday Night. We're showing video clip again. What happened at the start of the night with Stone Cold Steve Austin laying out Vincent Mann with a Stone Cold Stunner. And then after that, we get um, LOD 2000 coming out with Sonny. And, of course, that squash match over Lost Beliquas. So, if it's just in case people are watching Nitro for that second hour, then this is, hour. this is just what happened. Well, no, Nitro's three hours, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. their third hour is against Raw's second. So, Nitro's on a post for the first. So, they could set up a better show, so to speak. And then Raw does this bit, because you're probably watching the second hour of Nitro. You come over here just to see the big news. Of course, it was Austin getting arrested. And now out come the Nation of Domination. We spoke about maybe problems with him recently, but as The Rock just said earlier, it's thanks to Farouk that he is who he is now, and he is still Intercontinental Champion. Like we know, it's purple straps, so maybe they're changing it up. You know, like I say, it's a new era. We're used to the white strap now with the Intercontinental title belt, but I still like that design. What do you like, that design or the one that we got now? I like the white one. Yeah. 
I prefer the Warriors yellow one. I quite like the the uh, whatever shape it is, loaf of bread shape it is, <laughs> as opposed to the kind of Intercontinental Championship now. But oh, here, loads of Cartman stuff. South Park is huge at this time. The Nation in the ring, full nation, full nation salute, and the Rock selling the injuries from last night. Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman making their way down to the ring. Two of the most dangerous men in WWF at this time. They are both lethal weapons as they come out here for this matchup. And they've had problems with the nation. Of course, Steve Blackman's beaten Farouk and other members in recent weeks. And of course, Shamrock's had his eyes on the rock. And I love Ken Ugo. Get in the zone. <laughs> he Not- can get in the zone. Do you think Shamrock is intense? I think he's very intense. Do you think he's a good... Like, if you consider Goldberg to be at the top of the intensity scale... I wouldn't say he's quite in Goldberg's league, but he is intense. I don't know. Well, Shamrock, when he snaps, he goes to a different place, doesn't he? So Goldberg doesn't need to... He is <laughs> in that other place already. And now it's going to be Farouk and The Rock versus Shamrock and Blackman. Of course, The Rock's still injured from the previous night. So we go Nation versus Shamrock and Blackman. And The Rock telling Farouk some plans, I suppose. Well, The Rock wants to get in there first. Huge Rocky Sucks chance. And he is one hell of a guy, isn't he? You know, injured 24 hours ago. He wants to beat up Ken Shamrock, payback. And The Rock taking this time, but he's got a crowd against him, isn't he? So that's always good. Blind tag to Farouk. Farouk don't care. He's saying, get out of the ring then. Damn. Yeah, so I'll just get on with it. The leader. Rock maybe just playing mind games with Shamrock there. You're trying to wind Ken Shamrock up. You yeah. don't want to do that. Ooh, the right to the eye for Farouk. Straight to the body of Ken. Oh, big power slam from Farouk. He's not letting Shamrock breathe, though. Picks him up again. Looking for the clothesline, but Shamrock ducks underneath him, delivers some shots to the stomach, and a kick to the head. Tags in Steve Blackman. And now what can Blackman do? He's had his problems with Jeff Jarrett in the first hour, and now he's taken on the nation. Farouk dodges that spin kick. And done a lovely snap suplex by Farouk, getting Blackman. But again, not letting him breathe, slamming him down. Oh, looking for the elbow, but Blackman bounces up to his feet. Spinning heel kick to the chest, knocks Farouk down. Snap there, takedown, fist to the face. It's not pretty, but it's effective. Here comes Ken. And the Rock oh. looking on. Ooh. Ken Shamrock, Colcocks the Rock. Offering out all the rest of the members of the <laughs> nation, but I think he wants to focus on Farouk and the Rock at the moment. Spinning back elbow, drops Farouk to the mat again. And Farouk in a bit of trouble here, but Rock cheering him on. A nice drop kick there by Ken Shamrock. The Rock desperate for a tag. Shamrock gets the tag to Steve Blackman. These two guys are working well as a team. That was nice then. Going for the pin, but Fruit Manager to kick out. Uh. It's been the longest match we've had so far. It actually feels like a proper match now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it does. <clears throat> rather than the three squashes and Blackman and uh, Shamrock quick tags in. But now Shamrock zoning in on Farouk. Oh, but Farouk with a spine buster. And now Farouk, desperate for the tag for the Rock. Rock reaching out. Come on, tag him in, tag him in. And Farouk. Oh, well, the Rock's saying he wants it up high. And what's the Rock doing? He can reach him now, but he's saying, come on. And the Rock's saying, forget about you, Farouk. And Carl's saying, what's going on there? Now forget about it. And the nation are questioning the Rock, asking him what he's doing. And the Rock limps away. <laughs> and now Farouk in a world of trouble. Oh, no, wait. He's got Shamrock. Kick to the midsection. Oh, looking to roll the dice for Snake Eyes, but Uh-oh. gets caught by Shamrock. Oh. Belly to belly. Fruit went the other way. Two, three. 
And the camera was more interested in the rock walking away than it was Shamrock getting the victory. Well, Shamrock gets the win with Steve Blantman, but Fruit's left. And I think the nation went with him. Oh, now Farouk straps her down. Oh, no, the rest of the nation's still at ringside. D-Lo, Karma, Mark Henry. Fruit saying, no boy that crossed him ever becomes a man. Get down here, because he's going to deliver an ass whooping. Well, The Rock likes to wear high fashion, and he's got something he can wear, and that is an old-fashioned ass whooping. And now The Rock limping out here, but he's not backing down from Fruit. And, of course, we've seen this tension brewing, and now if Rock's in face-to-face, and the rest of the nation to come in, maybe calm it down. Karma, D-Lo, Mark Henry, and oh! Fruit takes down The Rock. The Rock reverses it, though. Both men, six of one half done as of the other. Trying to pull Farouk off. Well, Mark Henry's got The Rock. Karma and D-Lo restraining Farouk. Well, the nation, an absolute mess here. And the Rock getting out. Well, I think that is it for The Rock and The Nation at the moment. Even The Rock looks like a star when he does that. Look at that. Stays back. Fruit says, get back here. Gives him the eyebrow. Oh, but the rest of the nation beating down Farouk. What the hell is this? The leader getting taken out. Mark Henry picks him up. Look at The Rock. He wondered when he cocked that eyebrow for the same plans. And The Rock saying, no, let me have him. He's got Farouk. Plants Farouk into the mat. And we thought The Rock was going to leave the nation, but I think Farouk has been kicked out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Rock grabs the mic for you, goes, he's not just a leader. He's the ruler of the nation of domination. So The Rock, Karma, Mark Henry, and D-Lay talk about new days. Farouk's out. Rock's new leader. Sorry, new ruler. Oh, look at that. The new nation putting the arms up, solidifying the brotherhood. And what a shock that is. The people's eyebrow. It's a powerful thing. Think how loyal these three men were to Farouk. If it wasn't for Farouk, Karma, Mark Henry, D-Lay wouldn't have been in the nation to begin with. We wouldn't have jobs even now. They seem happy about it. But then they're trying to get rid of the weak link. I mean, an older dog compared to these young guys in the nation and they see something in The Rock. They see a future with The yeah. Rock. And times is, are a-changing. This is exactly what it's about here tonight on Raw. We see times are changing. The Rock is looking to lead the nation into the attitude era now. We get WrestleMania rewind of Pete Rose. Got tombstoned. Of course, the encores tomorrow night. Well, just watch on the network. Is it the first time he used the eyebrow then? I don't think it is. No. But it's, maybe it's the first time that they took note of it as a sign. A significant, a significance. Well, now the King's joined on wall. He's looking smart alongside JR. Well, Fruit's going to have problems with the nation, but talk about another group. It's DX Music. It's Triple H in China. An X-rated end to D-Generation X, I believe. Yeah, well, no Shawn Michaels. No Mike Tyson at the moment. Well, Mike Tyson isn't part of DX anymore. He's part of the school of 316. That is an excellent point. And Shawn Michaels, we know he was injured going into the match with Stone Cold. Well, we hope we can get more update on... Get an update on that here. Triple H must be annoyed after what happened last night. At least he retained the European title against Owen Hart. He did that indeed. But it's amazing though, think about it, like spoiler alert, if you think about it, in two segments, The Rock was given his own group and, you know what I mean, made as a future star. 
And it's that the same thing with Triple H as well. It's no wonder these two guys became the stars they did when they had the building blocks. Do you know what I mean? Like, Indeed, yes. You look at Ziggler. What build, what what helps he had? Nothing. Well, you know, it was part of the Spirit Squad for fuck's sake. Yeah, sorry, well, it's not only that. It's earlier on in the show you had Austin cementing his stance. You had The Rock become the leader of the nation, and now what happens with Triple H? Yeah, Triple H's got the mic. So Triple H's getting the mic and saying a thousand times he asked Michaels if Tyson was on board. And he said, that, yeah, don't worry about it, kid, it's fine. And then he said, Michaels dropped the metaphorical ball. He said, don't worry, kid, I've picked it up, and the ball is now in my court. And he's going to take care of everything now. The Triple H has appointed himself the leader of the nation. He didn't kick Shawn Michaels out per se. This is Triple H's DX now. It's the genesis of the new DX that Triple H is going to be a leader of. So he's going to build an army to take care of business that should have been taken care of at the start. So when you build an army, you need to look for your blood. Look to your friends. Hmm. Friends. To the clique. Wait a minute. There's only a few members of the clique. What, the outsiders are coming down? Well, the outsiders, Michaels. Oh, my God. X-Pac. Look who's back. Well, we last saw him as six. Partly NWO, now he's here. He's getting a strong reaction. And Triple H meeting him head on. And the King saying, what a huge night is. New leader of the nation. New members of DX. <laughs> <laughs> I remember X-Pac. He's just a matter of it. X-Pac is jacked. What was that? Sorry, X-Pac? Never the strongest yeah. on the mic, was he? What's amazing is, is that X-Pac's come out here. Give him a mic. And then he's talking about a star in another company, and they're allowing it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, what do you want to say about Hogan? And he's like, Hogan, pal, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is checking to make sure X-Puck's allowed to talk. My God, X-Puck had a lot to stay at Salem, didn't he? Yes, and most of what he had to say was about World Championship Wrestling, about Hogan, Eric Bischoff. And, of course, saying that they would have had the Outsiders in Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, with them. But they're being held hostage by WCW. Yeah. I mean, I love the comment about, Hogan, you better not stop short or else Bischoff will see what you have for breakfast. Obviously, you know, he's been used as a pawn in the politics in WCW. Now he's got given a chance in the WF. And that's why it's good to have competition as well. Because, like you say, you get given a chance in, in another place so to make it again. Uh, so he's here, full of emotion. So X-Puck has joined DX with Triple H and China. Oh, and now we get a Bop It. <laughs> a Bop It promoted WrestleMania Rewind Slam of the Week. And that was, of course, Sable Bombs, Sable's Sable Bomb on Luna. Mm, I wonder if we're going to see Sable here tonight. We're back and X-Puck's not left yet. Well, JR's calling him the kid at the moment. It's still quite shocking because it's one of the first ones for it. Oh, we talked about Mark Baron and Sable. There we are next. But we talked about people jumping ship from WSW or over, uh, jumping ship to WF over to WSW. And now finally we're seeing one of the guys who got a strong reaction there, who could argue is a great talent, coming over to WWF. But how was he, how did he leave WCW? That's the thing. He didn't leave WCW. He was extorted he was kicked out yeah. of WCW. I mean go back a couple of months on the WWE vs WCW podcast and you'll find out the real story of why Six was fired for but he's here now and we've seen a lot here tonight already with the DX and the Nation and of course Austin and we're able to find more about Sable in a minute well someone's in bed it's Val Venus and he's saying he's so damn good 
Is he watching one of his films? I think this might. Is, this is his debut video. So we're getting introduced to Val Venus. It's even the way. It's even the way he's laying there, isn't he? Oh, that is disgusting. So this porn star to penetrate the World Wrestling Federation. And he's he's calling out a warning to the ladies. Hello, ladies. So we're going to get all of Val Venus. So a porn star's coming to WWF. It's definitely an attitude uh, change. But isn't it great? Because they still do it now, didn't they? Introducing new characters. Val Venus is coming. To the they should, they could have spelled it C-U-M-I-N-G. <laughs> Big penis ejaculating everywhere. But anyway, back to the action. As far as the ECW for life signs not be taken away yet, but Takamishinoku's in the ring, the new light heavyweight champion. Is he the new one? Still. And still light heavyweight champion, Taka Mishinoku. Well, let's see if he can do better than Aguilar did early on in the card. So we just had Val Venus and then the next shot is of Taka Mishinoku. It's funny history them two are gonna have. Mm-hmm. Choppy choppy PP. We will be seeing this in nineteen ninety eight. As we go along. But Tack is in action against Mark Mero in a huge babyface reaction for... Sable. Sable. <laughs> it's got marvellous Mark Mero with Sable. It's going to like... The Sable's going to get bigger. Mark Mero's going to get smaller and it's going to be Sable. Exactly. Featuring Mark Mero. And there are two things I like about Sable. Nally and her wrestling uh, manoeuvre in the Sable bomb. Putting Luna away last night. Of course, Mark Mero out here now. But they just want to watch Sable. <laughs> but still to come tonight, still cage tag team title match. Yes, New Age Outlaws get their rematch against the old fellas. Uh oh. Luna's out and she wants a rematch. Sable says, You got it. Well, Luna says, I want a special match. Well, no, she did. What'd she say? I want a special <laughs> match. She did. Sable said, All right. Luna's pretty ripped, to be fair. She wants an evening gown. She wants an evening gown match. So, an evening gown match versus Sable at Unforgiven. So, is this the first ever bra and panty style match? I think it could be, yeah. Uh, because we haven't seen anything like this. Luna offering a chance to Sable. I mean, this would kind of go down the rabbit hole a little bit in the attitude here with bra and panty matches and we're going to get yeah. pudding bowl matches. And well, no disrespect. Pudding. This is one match I want Sable to lose. <laughs> well... We'll see what happens when you get done forgiving. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Luna losing. Just to check her out a little bit. Just to be impartial. Well, Sable said, I already kicked your ass and it'll be a pleasure to kick it again and unforgiven. Or be square. Yeah, Luna's like... And then what did Luna say back? Be there. So it's on like Donkey Kong. And a massive Sable chant goes up through the crowd. But we're forgetting there's a match as well. <laughs> Finally going to have it. Taka slaps Mero to start. Spinning heel kick from Mishinoku. Lovely drop kick. I think the crowd's been great tonight as well in Albany, New York. They've been reacting to basically everything well as Mero stops Taka. Power bomb. Was that a Mero bomb? <laughs> Sable 469. <laughs> nice. And now look at Mero. Of course, Gordon... Now look at Mero, Golden Gloves champion, and showing it there with the jabs and in the big right hand. Rocking Taka. Taka goes down. But at least he's a champion, so he's got the heart determination. Oh, my Ooh, God. But he gets planted face first onto the mat. Go on, Sable. Cheer on, Mero. And now look at Mark Mero, cheating there, getting his wrist tape. 
And I think Mark Merrow's a bit pissed off about what transpired between Sable and Luna and Sable agreeing to the bra and panties match. Yeah, and Sable's arguing with Mark Merrow. And she's telling the referee he used wrist tape. Oh, he get rolled up to... Oh. Mishinoku Driver. Oh, kick out. Oh. Mark Merrow with a low blow on Taka Mishinoku. Yep. And now... on his shoulder. Oh, oh my TKO. God almighty lost control of tackle the impact gets the victory so Mark Mero beats the lightweight champion and you can see why with all the good stuff going on in the Attitude Era why light heavyweights slash cruiserweights never really work because they've been put there two matches tonight the champions lost to a heavier guy called Aguilar earlier so there's not really any respect they just kind of filler on the roster but there's a bit of respect going on from Sable to Tucker Mishinoku asking if he's alright and Mark Merrow's like I'll show he's alright and kicks him with his foot well he's not going to kick him with his hand is he punch (laughs) and now Merrow's sending Sable away oh my god what's going on here and there's three guys in here and beating down Tucker Mishinoku I mean I recognise a couple from ECW is that Dick Togo and that's Funaki there and who are these three men? And why are they beating up Takamichi Noku? Oh, my God. Oh, they plant him into the mat. Oh, and a senton off the top. Well, if the day couldn't get anywhere, just has. And these three mistress men. Who well, were they, James? J- I don't know. J.I. is furious by it, so am I. But we're back from the break. Classic match. we got the new Midnight Express going against Mosh and Frasher, the headbangers. Yeah, bodacious Bart and bodacious... Bombastic Bob, bodacious Bob. Oh my God, is that Dan Severin coming out here? Dan the Beast Severin. Well, one of the toughest men in UFC slash MMA. And one of the most handsome, han- one of the most handsome mustaches I've seen on a fella for a while. What a stash he has got. And now look at this, we start off with Mosh and bodacious Bob, or bombastic Bob. James E. Cornette is on... Yeah, and don't forget, don't forget, Dan, this is for the NWA tag team titles. Of course, Headbangers beating the mid, uh, the Rock and Roll Express for the championships. Now, New Midnight Express looking for it. Of course, they made their WrestleMania debut last night. But they've been strong recent times, you know. But at the moment, they're in trouble. Oh, that did not look nice. Nah, I don't like it went well. No, I don't know what they're trying to do there. But the Headbangers come to a bit of a square screen. Dan Severin just watching on. Sorry, Dan and his moustache. Sorry, Dan the moustache Severin looking on. And now it's Bart. He's got Frasher. Trying to talk the match through to him. (laughs) Frasher with a backslide. Flying tag by Bob, but uh, Frasher's roll-up obviously wasn't counted by the referee. Swinging net breaker. And now the new Midnight Express are in full control. And the quality of wrestling is, is not been that pretty here tonight it's been really basic but it, it, it's not been on long enough to really offend me yet even though this is getting there now as uh bob gets tagged in no I bob th- bob tags in bart i have to say the quality of wrestling is a lot better in a majority of wcw's matches because there are a few exceptions but when you get in the likes of chris jericho eddie guerrero going in matches, even as Goldberg as well. I know he's not a great worker, but he tells the perfect story in the ring. Yeah, and, and this is the problem, because uh, apart from the main event matches with the NWO and, and Peter Hogan and stuff like that, who kind of work this old WF style, it is, it's much different. Whereas the main eventers on Raw seem to bring it a lot more. Those big-type matches seem to be a lot more entertaining. So 
this is what kind of Raw's trying to get right at the moment, you know, and it's, we're going to see this with the kind of roster evolving as well. Even though the headbangers, to be fair to them, do, do stick around. The same with Bob Holly as well. Of course, Bart Gunn has had success in the tag team division with his uh, brother, <coughs> Billy. Between brothers with different mothers. And fathers. And now Bob Holly on the second rope. Wow, lands foot first. Can he get a tag to his partner? I think both men are looking for tags now. Bosh, desperate. Trying to get the fans into it and slowly but surely they are. Well, don't call me Shirley, but it looks like they're both getting to their feet. Tag in, Mosh is in. Well, Bart got in even though he didn't get the tag and now he's been beaten down. Bob getting beaten down as well. Slams for the pair of them. Yep, stereo. Oh, nice drop kick. Oh, about a kick to the back of Mosh's head, stopping the pin. Thrasher's in. Big right hand bob to Bob. Oh, but referees get distracted with Thrasher. And now Mosh running towards Bart. Come on, quick, get in position. There you go. There's Bob now running over. Oh, big right hand from Bob Holly. And now referee's still distracted. And now we're going to see double team. Bob Holly gets launched in. Gets the victory. Oh, my God. Look what happened there. Everybody fighting to get to the row as the uh, the match uh, finished. And the new Midnight Express. Sorry, I think this is bigger news. New Midnight Express. Of the new NWA Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Down the Mustache 7 there. Dash. <laughs> yeah, he mustache into the ring. Cornette says to get in there. He just takes out Mosh. For Frasher. Mosh and Frasher take it to Suplex City. And Severin's not finished yet. He's got the knee on the back. And Jim's saying, all right, all right, all right. Well, they've introduced this new guy, Willie B. Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. Can Dan the Mustache Severin become a huge star for the NWA slash WWF. Wasn't he in like UFC 1 or yeah, UFC yeah. 2? Yeah, he, he's had a lot of history here. And there's some real beef with uh, Ken Shamrock as well. But we've got new NWA Tag Team Champions. And what a night it's been. And again, looking into the future, I'm sure Bob Holly and Bart Gunn, great careers ahead of them. Well, someone's on the phone. Stone Cold's on the phone. He gets one phone call and he's rang Raw. <laughs> <laughs> so a phone call actually getting fed into the arena as well. And Austin's saying that Vince McMahon's a sorry son of a bitch. And his ass belongs to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Next week at Raw, Austin will be here. My God, Austin 316 said he's just going to whoop McMahon's ass. But we're back from the break and they're setting up the old blue steel cage. So here we go. We're going into the, uh, I guess, the main event. It is now time for the dodgy blue cage to be constructed. So they are, they are constructing this uh, blue cage. Are you not a fan of it? I quite like this in a weird way. I hope the lights are going out and the referees are trying to construct the cage. Music. Well, he lost to the Untaker last night. And JR tells us he's not scheduled to be here, damn it. Good God! Well, what a match it was at WrestleMania between The Undertaker and Kane. An all-out war. It took three tombstones to put away, and yet 24 hours later, he is standing here. And The Undertaker is not. Yeah. That's what Barry has to say. <laughs> Undertaker! <laughs> wow. So the only man to ever kick out uh. of the famous tombstone, and he did it three times he said you really think this is over and done with well it actually was meant to be over and done with the storyline was only meant to go up to wrestlemania but because of the success of kane and how well he'd done they continued it 
So the whole world saw Kane beating Undertaker all over the ring, and he did put a beating on him. So Paul Bearer had a dream, apparently, and woke up at 2 in, and he had a vision of a ring surrounded by fire, and that being the very first Inferno match, which conveniently is going to take place at WF's next pay-per-view, Unforgiven. And uh, the Kane music cut Paul Bearer off, which is always good, and he walked away, but... There we go, a ring surrounded by... Have you ever heard anything like that before, Dan? That's I've mental. never heard of anything like that, no. It's a complete new conception that's foreign to me. Exactly. You talk about fire surrounding the ring. Well, tonight in the Raw's main event, we've got still Cage surrounding the ring. And here comes Cactus Jack now, Chase or Charlie. And look at the bruise on Terry Funk. That's from the dumpster. Well, poor Terry Funk there. That is probably one of the worst bruises I've seen in my life. <laughs> And the fucker's still out here walking around with his chainsaw. And we get another WrestleMania promo. Of course, the encore's tomorrow night. Or go back and listen to the WNR's WrestleMania 14 podcast. Oh, you didn't know? Your well, ass better call somebody. Here come the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. They're all at Road Dog's part of the job squad. Yes, and of course, he was saying there's loads of Cartman signs in the crowd because South Park is big right now. The badass Billy Gunn is coming out donning a Kenny t-shirt. Oh my God, they killed Billy Gunn is hopefully something they don't say later tonight. Road Dog says, you've got another thing coming tonight. Well, at least they've got the cage set up now. Uh-oh. The outlaws can't even get in. The technician's <laughs> not even out yet. The technicians can't get out. <laughs> He's finally out. Someone's escaped the cage already. And they're ripping the shirt off Terry Funk. Oh, and Terry Funk's t-shirt's been ripped off. And that bruise... It's been targeted. I'm sure Billy Gunn and Road Dog watched that in the back. So they've had a dumpster match, and now they're in a cage. <laughs> a cage, indeed. And Nicholas. And Chains. Chains? And Chains or Charlie. And Cactus got Billy Gunn up. They put him like a trio while in the cage. Oh! Mick Foley, shoulder into the face of Billy Gunn. And Billy Gunn's trapped in no man's land. Billy's in trouble. Chainsaw's got him. Cactus headbutts Road Dog. I do enjoy what um, Mick Foley says. Like, you know, yeah, the, the sounds he makes where he just made a huge sound there as he went to the side of the cage. Now they've got some handcuffs. Billy Gunn's got some handcuffs, I believe. Oh, and the Chainsaw's stopping it, but Road Dog's got him now. Oh, and he's choking out Chainsaw Charlie. He's choking his Charlie. And he is, and he's in serious trouble. Famous at uh, Mick Foley. Or Cactus Jack, or Mankind, or Dude Love. And now Terry Funk slash Chainsaw Charlie's on the other side, and he's in trouble with the Outlaws. And it comes out saying what a night of change it's been, and they might have new tag team champions, because they're getting handcuffed now to the cage. Well, Chainsaw Charlie's not getting handcuffed, he's getting throat cuffed <laughs> to the cage. And now Cactus tried to escape, but Rodolf cut him off. And Funk ro- rocking back and forth, he's stuck. Cactus Jack got flapjacked into the side of the cage. Yep, he's in trouble. The Outlaws double-teaming. Chainsaw now got Cactus again. And a double DDT for Cactus Jack. Plants both Road Dog and Billy Gunn. No, is there a chance that he can recover and help out his tag team partner? Oh, no. It looks like Billy's going pole driver. The double leg takedown and slingshots Billy Gunn into the cage. Terry Funk right hands Billy Gunn. (laughs) You can only do what you can do. Cactus sends Roadog into the side of the cage. And now where's Cactus going? Well, he's going up. Billy cutting him off. 
Very precarious position there right at the top. They must be at least 10 or 15 feet high. At least 20 to 30 feet high. Oh! And Billy Gunn crutches himself on the top rope. What are DX doing out here? Wait a minute, here comes the kid who's catches over the cage. Oh! All right, all right, one was enough. Three chair shots. China's distracting the referee. He's thrown the chair in. And no. Billy Gunn's got mankind up for this pile driver and Road Dog spikes him. Oh my god, it broke his neck. And Road Dog doing the worm into the cover. We got new tag team champions here in New Age Outlaws, but the bigger story is it was uh, Six and Triple H that helped out along with China. Now it's just a massive beatdown. But I'm sure that the Outlaws could have done this on their own without the assistance. Well, they were doing all right. Yeah, they were doing all right in this. And now Billy Gunn telling Cactus to suck it. And Cactus gets pedigreed into the mat. And there's Austin Chance here. He's in prison or in jail. And I think we just found out, Dan, who the newest members of DX are. What, the old age outlaws, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk? No, it's the new age outlaws, Billy Gunn and Rodon. We saw the close association they've had with DX these past few months, but now actually becoming members. Bronco Buster to the back of Cactus Jack. Well, this is just disrespectful beat down. Look at Billy Gunn. An up close suck it. <clears throat> well, nothing these hardcore legends can do here. These are a bunch of degenerates, James. They really are. Take it to the next level. This is a new era indeed, and Triple H's got Cactus again. And a hard, unprotected chair shot to the head of Cactus Jack from Triple H. And now all climbing the cage. And DX, we thought might be gone, but as JR says, they are stronger than ever. Well, Dan, that is it for all. What have you thought of this episode? The second hour's been awesome. It has, yeah. It's certainly been eventful. The first half, I think it was more about the storytelling and wrapping up of storylines that had happened at WrestleMania. The second half, I think that's where the action picked up. And again, we got some more conclusions of stories. Yeah, that really, really good stuff. We had quite historic stuff, if you're looking back on it now. Triple H uh, becoming leader of D-Generation X, taking it forward with the Outlaws. Local Six in China, The Rock kicking Farouk to the curb and kind of going forward there. And, of course, the birth of the Attitude Era. Stone Cold's very first day as WWF champion is stunning Vince McMahon and saying he answers to no one. And it just sets it up perfectly. And it makes you want to watch it. And, of course, we know Untaker and Kane are facing off again uh, Unforgiven in an Inferno match. So it's really good stuff on Raw's part and a really good way to res- to come out the gates Considering how good WrestleMania 14 was, wasn't it, you know? So what was the rating for that Raw episode? The Dan? rating for Raw was a 3.8. And we're going to find out if Nitro betters that, if it does win the war this week. Like I say, Nitro 133, March 30th.
Yes, it is um, episode 133, and we have a promo to start. It's from Thunder, and it's Hogan and Nash. Big Kev says Hogan's a leader, but the heart and the soul are wolf pack. So problems there. Yes, and then we get the opening titles, and we're up the... Then we get the opening titles, and they announce that we're at the United Center in Chicago. Chicago. The Chicago way. We get fireworks, and then Tony welcomes us to the number one wrestling program. Not for long. Well, tensions in the NWO, and Tony says he's joined. uh, Tensions in the NWO, says Tony, and he's joined by Mikey and Larry. Then we get some Nitro girls. Yeah. Well, he says, Tony says, every major star is here tonight. Major and it, star. Major star. He says, every major star is here tonight and sold out. And Mike says, obviously, that's WCW sold out. Not for long. <laughs> well, they hype the bat match at Stampede. And it's Hogan Nash versus Giant and Piper. Then they show a video from Funda to underline the problems with Nash and Hogan. Well, Tony says that they now have the best in-ring action to start the show. And it's Matt Enos and Wayne Bloom versus High Voltage, Rage and Chaos. Well, how can Tony say that this is the best in-ring action, eh? Oh, Well, Enos and Bloom the team for 10 years at this point. Maybe that's why they were so successful. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But it's an over a five-minute match, which was a shame. Yeah, but someone heard my wish because then the giant comes out here and he's... <laughs> Well, there's Enos. Enos in a little bit of trouble. Bloom, I think, will do a little bit better here. Nope. He got <laughs> choke slammed as well. What about Rage? Can Rage do better? No. no. Can't in Chaos, your turn. <laughs> oh, no, that was... No, sorry, can Cage do no, better? You're, no. You're right. This is Rage. That's Chaos. You were right. Kenny Chaos just got thrown down as well. So there's Rage, Chaos, Bloom and Enos. The best in-ring action we got. At least the Giant comes out, though, and... Uh, Yes, and he Gets looks good. He does. Let's see what he says. Oh, He says, Roddy Piper, you want me? You got me. Uh, right. ba, ba, ba. Well, Mean Gene in the ring after the break, and he invites Rowdy Roddy Piper down. The giant follows Piper, and Piper is wearing a Cubs hat. Interesting baseball fact. Chicago Cubs were absolutely shit for decades, but did win a World Series a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, cheap pots. Cheap Pops got a mean giant. We get a few Cheap Pops got a mean giant. Spring Stampede is our World Series. Hogan and Nash are ex-lovers. He also says tonight Luger Sting versus Nash and a partner of his choice. And plus, we get Hogan versus Piper. Right, i got to say so. I got really confused the past couple of months because you know the disciple, the guy that's been hanging around with Hulk Hogan in the ring? Yep. I thought that was Horace Hogan. And I completely forgot because I saw Horace Hogan. I thought, wait a minute, Horace Hogan's bald. Realized I got it wrong. I will admit to my mistake. The disciple's not Horace Hogan, but I roided up Brutus the Barber beefcake. But more on that in a bit. Right. Well, actually, I'll say more on that in a bit. And then Rowdy Roddy Piper actually says that, you know, the guy hanging around Hogan, that's beefcake. After the break, we're shown the same video as we saw in the beginning. And then just a bit more, Nash asking why Six was fired and Hall not Yeah, well, Hogan says Six can't cut the mustard. And we've just seen Monday Night Raw, and that was a comment that uh, Six was referring to there. Hogan don't know where the hell Hall is. He said just because Macho's crazy, they should be okay in the NWO now. 
we should have watched Thunder instead. (laughs) The full segment is shown. Anyway, back to the live stuff, and it's a match. And Saturn is out here with a full flock. Yeah, Raven's carrying the US title, but not champion. He gets his chance versus DDP at Spring Stampede. And he's going against Finlay. Well, this is much better, much more snug. They lay into one another, they trade suplexes until Saturn hits an exploder and rings a Saturn for the win. They use Saturn a lot of this time. I wonder if they have or had big plans for him. Yeah, I mean, we've seen them a lot involved. Well, Mean Gene on stage promoting the WCW. More advertising. Yes, Starburst on the road. And Scott Hudson runs through the dates. Yeah, he would later on become a commentator on the actual WCW program. Uh, And then can you guess what's next? The dreaded NWO music. Yeah, it's Hogan Bish, but with the entire NWO. Well, the more I see the gimmick, the more problems with it. The Bish beef and other slapping... Dab hands and being baby-faced. No wonder no other talent got over. See, they come out here and you'll get the crowd all on the good side, you know. It is Hogan's show, you know. It is indeed, yes. He says, if you're Hollywood or Disciple, you're filet. Yeah, but no Scott Hall or Kevin Nash out with the NWO. Hogan just talks smack about Piper, then grabs Beefcake. He is the number one man that worship him. Well, family problems in the NWO. Nash is grumpy. He's on his way out here. He's on his own here tonight. He's not going to have a member of the NWO to help him. So that's Beefcake beefcake there. The roided up guy there is Hogan Steiner and Beefcake. (laughs) The roided up guys. (laughs) Oh, look who it is, though. It is Kevin Nash. Yeah. And Nash just walking straight out here, wearing outside his T-shirt. So if you can't pick any NWO member, I mean, who could his partner be? Well, if he can't choose an NWO member, there's not really a lot of other choice he can have. I mean, he's not made a lot of friends here, has he, really, in WSW? And well, Nash comes in and he just, uh, Hogan makes his point again. And Nash just mocks Hogan. Brother. Brother! So Nash says there might be one, or there might be many people to stick a knife in your back. And look how many people are standing behind Hogan right now. And uh, exactly the same sentiments, Dan, I have with you as Nash has with Hogan. I won't stab you in the back. I'll shoot you right between the eyes, you see? And Nash saying he's got a partner already. Vegan says, like, you might have problems, but we've still got a uh, pay-per-view match to have together. And then afterwards, we'll sort it out. Which, you know, it's kind of gets in the way of the storyline then, doesn't it? It does indeed, yes. So Nash comes out not intimidated by any of them in the NWO. I mean, how many people out there? Ten? Nash just walks out. Yeah, whatever. Give shit to Hogan, walks out again. Don't forget, Nash only cared about a couple of people. If we talk about the clique, that's basically what it is. And he actually said, like, he had his friends and then he just wanted to make money. So that's what he did in the NWO, WCW. Indeed, yes. Well, next match is, of course, Chris Jericho in action. This is a brilliant bit now. To talk about Chris Jericho character, but also we talk about, like, The Rock and Triple H and people like this. This is one of Chris Jericho's probably one of the most famous things he did. In WCW, trying to make himself like a fully hated heel. See a few Monday Night Jericho signs. Look at Jericho coming out here. Now that's how you act as a heel. That is indeed, yes. He, uh, <laughs> someone had a sign. Probably took him hours to make up, saying, "I'm here to see Monday Night Jericho," and he rips it up and throws it in their face. Exactly, and that's what you should do. And he comes out. Look at him, jacking and jiving, thinking he's the greatest, and then he blows his fans a kiss. 
But he's going to be in action here defending the Cruiserweight title. Mini Ric Flair, Charles Robinson in the crowd, uh, in referee. Jericho dedicating this match to Dimalenko, who quit after losing to Jericho. Jericho's just great, even on the mic here. The crowd dislike him, but they, they love him for it, if you know. They love to hate him. Indeed, yes. And he's going up against, oh, look at this sprightly young man. Marty Gennetti. That's a girl's name. Marty Gennetti's coming out here. One after the Rockers, and this is a dream match. You know, talk about Jericho versus Michaels that we've had. Gennetti versus Jericho. How could it be all so different? Jericho starts off straight away with a kick to the midsection and a few chops. Spinning heel kick. Well, Jericho's confident. I'll give him that. Irish whipping Gennetti. And Gennetti stops it with a back elbow. Now the clothesline. Oh, flying punch to the head. Gennetti from his athletic days in the Rockers. Well, of course, he left the WF to look for something better. Was teamed up Ralph Snow before he did. This game him. This might be his chance. Qualifies with the cruiserweight. It's the power slide. Going for the cover. Oh, but Jericho managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, like I say, definitely a veteran. And sets Jericho's head into the turnbuckle. That's talk- the thing you're saying. Jeanette is a veteran. Sure, Michaels would go on to have his best matches in about four years' time. Yeah, well, time. Four, this is the crazy thing about it. We talk about this last night. If we look at the date in history, Michael's basically retired from wrestling for four years. So Gennetti would be in front of him, going for the rocker dropper. Well, he gets turned, well, he gets reversed by Jericho, and now he tries to get in the oh. lion tamer, and Gennetti's tapping out. He's got him bad there, not great. But yeah, like I said, Michael's career would be over for everybody that fought it for four years, and Gennetti maybe could have his chance in losing to what, in three minutes to Chris Jericho? Not great, but I still think it's like a little trinket of history. You know what I mean? Like that. And I think what's even better is what's to come now. So he beat Gennetti quickly and he's got something prepared. <laughs> Jericho's got a huge list. And he says, Palinka might be the man of a thousand holds. He knows a thousand and four. Well, Jericho is giving us the list here. The list of Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Yes, it's one of the early lists of Jericho. Onto the ad break. Coming back from the ad break, and Jericho's still going through his list of manoeuvres. When Jericho talked back to this, uh, during the ad break, he was just had a proper go at the crowd, so when they came back, they hated him for it, he went back to the list. And Tony Schiavone's trying to cut Jericho off here, because it's time for our second hour. Look at the fireworks! And off here, it's the second hour, of course, we've got Piper and Hogan. Kevin Nash is going to find a tag team partner. Still in, his, still in the ring, he's 722 now. Even the fireworks didn't stop Jericho. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, trying to cut his microphone. Now Prince RK is coming out. <laughs> well, he's not happy to be out here. Jericho's still going on. We let Jericho finish, please. Also, oh, Dimalenko trained Prince RK. He said, you're not going to disrespect his memory. And Jericho getting out of here. And, uh, Jericho now, look what he's saying. <laughs> I've got the rest of my list. <laughs> you just made the list. Well, he wants his holds, and he wants his title belt, and he comes out here, so... I think when you're given, like, a little bit of time... Well, Jericho's to... still got 200 more. Exactly, but when you've got a little bit of time, though, to get a segment over, for Jericho to make it work, and to go into the next one, even to the second hour, it yeah. is brilliant, you know? Just imagine, so when Austin McMahon came out, Jericho was the first person that people saw on Monday Nitro. Well, of course, he's going to be facing Glacier. Yes, yeah, so Prince Arcade versus Glacier is a nothing match. Yes, Glacier off the top, but gets caught with a Northern Knight suplex and loses. Yeah, and up next, Nitro Girl. Woo! And the next match 
is El Dandy versus Juventus Guerrero. Yeah, well, again, nothing match, but slightly better than the Glacier match. El Dandy is quite handy. Yeah, but unfortunately he got caught with a Hoovy driver, and Hoovy won the match. Yes, and the next match is Kaz Hayashi versus Chavo Guerrero. I should say Heenan has joined the commentary team. Yes, each match is just a little bit better. Yep. Kaz took control, nice drop kick off the top, but Chavo hit a tornado dud. <coughs> but but Chavo hit a tornado DDT out of nowhere. No, it can't be out of nowhere because that is the only thing RKO can be have. But Chavo hit a tornado D <coughs> but Chavo hit a tornado DDT nearly out of nowhere for the win. Well he doesn't need any in this corner, does he? And Chavo helps him up to shake his hand. A nice sign of respect. Yes, and the next match, and Raven climbs in the ring. Well, Raven cuts the promo saying people are stupid and don't understand him. And a huge Raven sucks chant. Yeah, he was definitely over. Raven talks about how close him and Paige were, but all it was about Paige and not what about Raven. I mean, what about Raven? What about Raven? In, in ECW for three years, but Paige didn't help him. He was jealous. The snake said you were, weren't a true friend. Yeah, you are going to feel the pain. Quote the raven. And then we get the dreaded NWO music. Oh, dear. And it is Buff Bagwell. And it is going to be the flock versus NWO. Not going to guess it's going to end in interference. I think but, your guess may be right, but we get a Buff clothesline. Pose. Move. Pose. Pose. Raven out of the ring. DDP makes his way for the crowd and chases Raven. And then joins the commentary team. Oh, yeah. He grabs the microphone and explains how they helped each other. He's got selective memory, poor Scotty. When Raven was born, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Yes, and Paige's mum had three kids before 20. Whore. Well, Paige turns negatives into positives. He mentioned Barbed Wire City. That is ECW, basically. And DDP says the hardest job is real 9 to 5. Yeah, he is the people's champion. Isn't it? It's like the reality era, but fans don't care because some cunt's barking during this whole thing with Paige talking. What a complete tosser, but the commentators build up main event and the mystery partner for Kevin Nash. Well, next match, and it's time to get funky. And that is Disco Inferno versus Kidman. Yes, I know. Well, Kidman character is different in a good way because he doesn't actually want to be there, you know? Yes, and Kidman made this match. He bumped everywhere. Yeah, and it's one of the longer non-main event matches on Nitro. But Disco puts away Kidman with the pile driver. Yeah, Tony says, uh, it's the best Disco's looked. Hmm, I wonder why. Yes, and it's the third hour and we get some fireworks. Yeah, but it's the NWO music. Oh, dear. And it is Hennig and Rude. Yeah, Rude joins the commentary. And Jim the Anvil Neidhart is out to fight the crackhead. He is, but Kurt stops him from getting in, so Jim pulls him out and fits our friend Barry Cade. There's a perfect bump in the corner, and Jim shouts for Rude. Well, terrible. Kurt back with the chops. Jim gets the bear hug. And then Rude runs into the ring to push the referee. Rick gets caught for a second. But they beat him down and handcuff him to the rope like they did the Bulldog. Speaking of which, Davey comes out for the save. Nope, this is NWO. Brian Adams lays him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you think he's going to save and then he gets beaten down as well. And they look trouble now. Yeah, Brian out and he even knocks down the referee. I mean, come on now. Scott dicking him. Yeah, and they're beating him up. Until Bret Hart comes out quite slowly. <laughs> and he's waiting about five minutes for the beat down. He takes out Kurt Hennig, Rick Rude, and Brian Adams. Yeah. As the drink gets thrown in, Bulldog Nineheart down, so's the ref. That's not stopping Brett, though. And Brett with the beat down in the corner, but Brian Adams 
Picks Brett up. Bear hug to him, but Brett manages to fight his way out of it. Kurt Hennig trying to get Brett, but he gets hit with an inverted atomic drop. <laughs> bounced out to the outside. Now, Bet's Brett. Now, Brett screams at Brian Adams, and I think Rune and Hennig trying to get the uh, hell out of there. Janetti, what he was doing, and Brett Hart, of course, the night after WrestleMania, and Brett is doing this angle. I mean, has he fallen down in that estimation at this moment? Saving time? Jim the Anvil, Nide Hart, yeah. and British Bulldog from a beatdown. I believe he has fallen a lot. Stuck in a time loop, and he's got the microphone. So he said it last week, but it happens again this week. But he, he said it's going to be. Because nobody likes to get screwed. And he says he's going to turn down brick by brick, and he's been saying it, but he's not actually done anything yet. And Brett says, Hogan, I'm coming for you. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, he's stuck in a bit of a time loop, to be fair. Uh, it's the TV title up next. Yes, and it's a rematch from last week where they had a 10-minute draw. Well, Tony says it's Spring Stampede. It's Jericho versus Prince Iakea for the Cruiserweight title. Yes, and it's back to this one and a great chemistry between the two, but another 10-minute draw. Yeah, and the closing sequence. So it's Booker T versus Chris Benoit. Booker with Spinneroni and a sidekick goes up for a drop kick. Benoit dodged and got on the crossface. Booker grabs the ropes in desperations. As both stood up, they traded blows until the bell rang. Booze rang from the crowd, and even Booker and Benoit still wanted to fight. That was some bloody good storytelling there. Girls next, yes. Yes, and we get some NW... No, we don't really, I was only yeah. joking. It is Psychosis versus the Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, well, WWE saved their proper in-ring talent for the last hour. And it wasn't long, but it was enjoyable. It's story of my sex life. Well, a series of exchanges... Dragon nearly slips. Psychosis dim with a plancher load to the outside. And the flock out to ruin it. Well, the flock's out here because uh, Lodi was injured. Psychosis. But Lucha Japan see them off. Yeah, and now we move on. And Ray Trader's coming out here. The former big boss man. We saw him send Scott Steiner into a swimming pool a couple of weeks ago. See what he's going to do tonight. Well, there's not going to be a lot he's going to do because he is facing the most intense man in sports entertainment today, Bill Goldberg. Here comes Goldberg. Oh, he's adding the fireworks, isn't he, week by week. And the victories. Is Ray Trailer part of the NWO? He was, but he was kicked out. Uh-huh. So 66-0 is Bill Goldberg. Can Ray Trader cause him any trouble here tonight? Can he be the one in 66-1? and one? <laughs> The fans in love with Goldberg here in Chi-Town. Yes, and Goldberg just outpowers Ray Trader, push him into the corner. But another collar and elbow tie-up. Referee getting involved in the two. The former Cobb County correction officer. And Goldberg saying, bring it on. Both from Georgia. Cobb County, Georgia, like I say, boss man. And uh, Goldberg, Atlanta, Georgia, is it? Yeah. Goldberg <laughs> with the knee to the midsection, Irish whip. Trailer looking to shoulder Goldberg down, but Goldberg just stands his ground. But Trailer doesn't look indim- intimidated by Goldberg. He should. <laughs> Goldberg faking the run to the ropes. Trailer just stands there and he gets taken out by a one step clothesline. Well, that's just sheer power by Goldberg. But Trailer. Oh, Trailer going to the outside. Goldberg looking to follow him, but gets caught with a big right hand and Trailer's coming in with the rights. You've got to think the amount of people that trailers beating down in those prison cells. All big, tough men. Goldberg goes for the leg takedown and just wails away at the big right hands. Irish reversed by trailer. And a spine buster. Where Goldberg bounces straight back up to his feet. While trailers playing to the crowd. Gets caught with a spear. <laughs> it is over and done. Can he get this big man up for a jackhammer though? Big man. Surely not. Don't call me Shirley. 
Is Goldberg going to try? Over 300 pounds. Well, James, he jacks him up and hammers him down. Bang. One, two, three. Yeah, it's over and done. Well, he's pretty intense, isn't he? The fans seem to like him a little bit. And Saturn looking to come out to try and challenge Goldberg, but <laughs> the rest of the flock realise that's not the most wisest move to take and hold him back. He's got more guts than brains than Saturn. Michael Buffer out here for the two big main events now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So Sting and Lex Luger versus Kevin Nash, but who will be his tag team partner? It's the Macho Man. Oh, oh my God. Who would have thunk that? Never saw it. So here comes Sting, carrying the title belt, finally actually carrying a world title belt, walking out here with Lex Luger, and look who it is. It is Sting. It's Macho Man. That uh, is Macho Man. <laughs> oh, no, not into the barricade. Well, Macho and Sting face off for the world title at Spring Stampede. Oh, and a seated pile driver to Sting on the outside on them wafer-thin mats. How thin are those mats, Dan? They are mere millimetres thick. And Kevin Nash in the ring, big sexy, choking out Lex Luger. The world title to the back. Macho and Nash confirming that the cheer. And now Macho's legal. <laughs> Nash comes in, straddles the top rope, and Savage takes out Sting again. Just beating him down, isn't he? Yeah, Macho Man's doing a good job of keeping Sting quiet throughout this match. Dropping Luger in ring and Macho doing the same to Sting. you got to wonder when uh, the Macho and Hogan's problems then happened in the NWO. Was Nash annoyed with Hogan because he was so close to Macho? You can read into this all you want, but... No, there's a lot of factors, but I don't think a lot of what happens in the NWO makes sense. Well, do you think that all the storylines WSW don't matter compared to what happens on Raw then? I don't, I don't know. It's it's a lot of these don't make sense. And I think if you're one of their big stars, then you can have two or three feuds going on at once. And it's still, you know, to them makes sense. But uh, this is the problem, isn't it? Where on oh, in the WF, top guy might have one or two feuds going, but the other the program's taken up by the rest of the feuds happening. Whereas the Nitro, the one-off matches with the feuds happening for just a big superstars, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Sting's not been able to get involved at all in this match. Macho's cut him off each time. And security now having problems around ringside. <laughs> and Nash is working over Luger in the ring. Savage is working over Sting on the outside. These guys would all be the new Wolfpack. Well, now Macho's got a steel chair because referee's back's turned low. Right into the gut of Sting. Now Macho back elbow going for the cover on Luger. Oh, but Luger managing to kick out. <laughs> And now it's Nash's turn to work over Sting on the outside. Well, that was obviously the game plan for both men, wasn't it? To not let Sting get involved at all in this. And it's working so far for Nash. And but with all the storylines with Hogan, you know, the NWO and his problems with Nash and Macho, the Sting is really taking a kind of back roll, back seat into all this, isn't he? And he's a champion. You would think after it happened at Starcade and them sorting it out, they would actually have a plan to go forward WWE, but they keep focusing on the whole NWO thing. It annoys me just watching back it. You know, Luger now struggling to get up. Jesus Christ, that phone. And Nash just choking out Luger. And Sting manages to get into the ring, throws Macho in. Well, I don't think he cares anymore. He just wants to get older Macho. And I've got a feeling what's going to happen in a minute if both men, all four men keep brawling. And three inverted atomic drops from Sting to Macho. Luger sends Nash into the top turnbuckle. Irish rip to Macho from Sting, but Sting gets caught with a big boot. 
Oh, and then a back body drop sends Macho over the top rope. And now Nash got Luger. Sting ducks the clothesline attempt from Nash. Hits Nash with his own. Yep, Luger hits clothesline, Nash. Oh, there's, why is Hogan out there for? Hogan's trying to take Sting out. Sting a splash there on Macho and the barricade. Luger, Luger has got Nash up for the torture rack. Oh, for fuck's sake. And it's a disciple in. Hogan said he wouldn't have any NWO members helping him out, but Disciple's here. And the Disciple Stunner? Referee's not seen it, so he's not blowing the bell. He's not... Oh, the match's still happening, yeah. Drinks thrown in. Cover free there. My God. Wow. Rubbish getting thrown in at this moment in time. I mean... Oh, there's Piper. There's Piper going he's after got Hogan. Hogan. He's got the belt. And he's going straight after Hogan. I mean, that match is next, I think. Oh, my God, and now the Disciple beating down Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now Hogan's got the belt round Piper, and they're going to the back. So this is a replay here. So, I mean, they might be friends after all. Now look at the drink coming in, right into his belly button. Uh, uh. NWO music again. Hogan, he's going to make a normal entrance now. Commentators don't know what's going on. Nothing new there. Oh, we go to come back now. And they're fighting their way back to the ring. Piper and Hogan. Hogan and Piper. My God, through the stage. They've been all the way through the backstage. They're coming out the front. And there's still ramp. And there's real hatred here. I do really, really hope that there is interference in this match. <laughs> well, as you say, that the disciple's already there. So this is what's happening at the moment. And a meeting of the minds from Hogan, for Hogan and the disciple. If we just compare the two, you know, we had... In the main event of Raw, you had the Outlaws, a young team going against Cactus and Funk. Yeah, Funk, you could call a veteran. With DX coming down, the new and improved DX. And then over on Nitro, we've got the the guys from the 80s. Brutus Barber, Beefcake, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, you know. We can see we've been seeing this for like 10 years now. Another 10 won't hurt. We'll see if the, how well it does in the rating as Piper throws it both in. Piper's all fired up, ready to go. And he's ripped. Because he beat Hogan at Starcade night six. He's here to chew some gum and kick some ass, and he's fresh out of gum. And he just spits at Hogan, and he wants to get it on. And the battle of the icons, Hogan rocking Piper. And Piper's telling him to bring it. Piper returns with some big rights of his own. And this is just a big slugfest between these two guys. Yeah, but it's not like the crowd's on their feet, is it? You know what I mean? They're not like they're up. Oh, the referees. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dan. The referees react when Piper pokes Hogan in the eyes. He's, he, I don't know, he's just like he's just sucked on a lemon. Oh, that's Nick Patrick for you as uh, Piper sends Hogan into the stairs. But the fans aren't really into this, you know. They're not like edge of the f- seat stuff, you know. Yeah, they are standing, but just because of the... Uh, I think it's just the way it is. Hogan on his knee. Mercy. Piper telling him to get up. Hogan offers the hand, but Piper just bites the hand that's trying to feed him. <laughs> Piper now. With a combination and Hogan. Going to work. Rights and lefts. And Hogan is down. Claps Hogan's ears and the Hogan sucks chance. Big right hand from Piper. Oh, and just as the referee looks away, conveniently, Hogan delivers a low blow to Piper. <laughs> Piper's back up, and Nick Patrick looks away as if I didn't see anything. Well, no. it's one all. Yeah, low blow each. And who's going to get the uh, lower hand in a minute? And now they're both on their knees, exchanging blows. Oh, Piper goes for the throat. Hogan goes for the rake of the eyes. And a Hogan mounting Piper, choking him out. 
Now look at Hogan up beating down Piper, choking him in the corner. But Piper ever defiant, refusing to stay down. A couple of rakes to the back from Hogan. <laughs> and Piper telling Hogan, here's what I want you to do. They sweat on each of these men. Oh, and a disciple trips Piper, drags him out of the ring. Well, I guess anything goes because the referee's going to let everything happen. He, he, what, you didn't see Disciple pull him out, yeah? Right. And a punch to the throat from Hogan to Piper. Piper's got the sleeper locked in. He's put many to sleep with this. Oh, oh. Referee saying, ring the bell. He gets thrown out. A jawbreaker from the Disciple. Then now Hogan say, finish him. And now the rubbish comes in the ring. The rubbish is already in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and where's Piper's tag team partner? Oh. oh. Wait a minute, it's Kevin Nash. What's Big Sexy doing out here? Well, he wants to thank Hogan for his assistance earlier, obviously. Yeah. Look at all this shit that's coming in. So, do you mind if I have a go on Piper? Oh, this is terrible. Nash has got Piper. Oh. Piper ducks. Hogan hits Nash accidentally. And now Nash is not happy about that. Straps are down. And the Giant's out with his strap down as well. So they both mean business. Nash pushes Hogan. Disciple's trying to calm the situation. 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 Here comes the Giant. And everyone scatters. Well, they gather in the Giant checking on Piper. Wow, so we're live for Miami next week. But that's it for now. And that's the night after WrestleMania. So we had... We had Raw with what we saw there. We watched it as live. And, of course, just Nitro where we, we saw all of it and caught up through the highlights. So let's run through the uh, the ratings first for that. So, of course, with Raw, we've got a 3.8 rating. What did uh, Nitro get on this Nitro night? Nitro got a staggering 4.2. 4.2. So kind of easily beat one, uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, sorry, Raw is War. Which is interesting when you consider about both shows because we've got a five-point system now. We're going to run through, so we award five points each of them, apart from the rating, which is out of ten. Calculate an overall, which should, I think, hang on, which should be out of 30. All right? That makes sense, everybody? So, roster first and foremost, down for this episode of uh, not who won it for the month, but just who won the episode for you. The roster between Raw and Nitro. We'll talk about both of them and award scores for each as well, I think, at the same time. Well, with the roster for Raw, I'd say they've got a bit of a resurgence. It's it's still a similar roster to what they've got, but the characters are starting to shine through. The likes of The Rock, the likes of Austin, even Triple H taking his place at the mantle at the top of DX. So I'm going to give that three and a half. So you're giving Raw for roster three and a half, yeah? Yes. All right, cool. Uh, I feel... When it comes to roster size and everything out that we look at, um, out of the two, I mean, WWE's just we've got such a huge roster that we saw. You know, you talk about Hogan and Piper, the Giant, Kevin Nash, Macho Man, the whole of the NWO, and then other people like Benoit, Booker T, Raven, DDP. I think the roster is stacked. And with, with Raw, yes, it's, it's good. It's not as big as Nitro's, but it's still improving for me. So I say I'll give Raw a three and a half out of five as well. But I think for, for Nitro, I would give it a four out of five. I think would be fair. Again, with Nitro, it's... I, I don't know, because I'd rather see quality over quantity. Nitro could easily reduce their roster by about 25-30% and still produce some better quality matches. It's like, you know, 
about 50% of the NWO, they're useless. And they're worse than useless. Um, I'm going to stay with three and a half of that, I think. Because, you know, despite having the numbers, I, I don't think it's any better. Well, one thing I do think is better, uh, and I, I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not, but the setting still. I think Nitro still looks cleaner, still looks better. I think the arenas look more impressive. The camera work, the the, the fireworks that we get, you know, when every wrestler comes out as well. I think yeah. setting alone, I think that for me beats out Raw. I said Raw still needs a lot of work. So I'm going to give for um, the setting three out of five for Raw. I'm going to give about four out of five for Nitro. Uh, I'll go similar. I'll think, yeah, three out of five for Raw. Because it's still got a lot of work to improve. I think the pay-per-views are slightly better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for just for the normal Raws, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with a 3 out of 5. And for Nitro, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of the like the, the clear barricade, so I'm going to get that 3.5 out of 5. That's fair enough. Yeah, and, and you, know, you talk about setting. What about the primaries? What about what we've seen from each of the guys? Well, what do you think about the, the kind of promo videos as well that we've got? Again, with the promo videos for Raw, it's I think with Raw, they're, they're with more purpose. Like we saw the opening statement on Raw with the Austin and Triple uh, the Austin and McMahon thing changing over the belts. Austin didn't want to muck about with Vince McMahon. He just took his belt, dropped the old one at his feet, went to all four corners with his new belt. And... You know, Vince McMahon is saying you can either do it the easy way or the hard way. Austin, ever defiant, doing it the hard way. Yeah. Um, and with the Triple H thing sound taking over DX, I think that was great as well. So I'm going to give that a four out of five. Yeah. And, but, oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt, but before you give me Nitro, I was going to say, I just completely agree with you when it comes to WFI gave it the same rate of four out of five. What do you think for Nitro? For Nitro, there's... A lot of moments of inspiration, like with Chris Jericho coming out and, you know, just his brilliance with his list of Jericho. Um, but again, there's also the downside of it with the constant same NWO warble and waffering. So I'm going to give that a three and a half out of five. Completely agree. I couldn't, I couldn't agree. But I think we just take one category <laughs> each because three and a half. All right, matches. I'll go for this one. I don't think the matches on either have been great. Well, I, I should rephrase that. The main event matches on Nitro are shit, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're awful. They're the longest 10 minutes of that pipe. I think the matches on, on Raw, we don't get proper matches just yet. There's no real kind of main event. Even that still cage match, even the interference and stuff, that wasn't the kind of proper match at a pay-per-view that we do see. But I think with WCW, they, they try that. But that kind of Benoit and Booker T things that we've seen... Like the ten minute draw, it was it was technically it was perfect, you know, yeah. and and Juve and Old My Dragon and all these other guys that we saw, you know, Raven the DDP, yeah, the kind of matches and the, the kind of in, not interference the, the interaction between the two. I think the matches have been great. Uh, uh, sorry, I think the matches have been better on Nitro than they have Raw, but I'm still not going to be too harsh with my ratings. Um, any thoughts on matches before I give them? Again. The matches on Raw, they wasn't the greatest of matches. We saw a few interesting. They was all storyline based matches. Whereas yeah. on Nitro, if it's an NWO match and the NWO start getting beaten up, then the interference comes. Which I'm starting to find that annoying. But then you do get the highlights of having the Benoit Booker T match, which was just a great match. And it's telling a brilliant story without any outside interference. 
But then you get the likes of, you know, what you would have thought Sting and Lex Luger going against uh, Macho Man and Nash. It had the potential of being a good match, but then that just broke down as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's everything's just mishmash. Yeah, I, I, I think this is difficult to call because the matches are raw. I'm going to give a three out of five. I just think it just needs more work to be done with them. And with Nitro, it was it would have been a four out of five if it wasn't for the NWO shit that we had. Yeah. So I'm going to give three to Raw and three and a half to Nitro. Well, I'm going to give a two and a half to Raw because aside from the storyline setting of it, the matches were terrible. Apart from the LOD looking strong, but then you know you can counter that with on Nitro Goldberg looking strong. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going to give that a three out of five. Okay, so ratings now on each show. So at the moment, we've given our five-point system, the, the five points allotted to roster promo set and matches. But now the rating of the show. Now, I've got to say, between the two, I enjoyed Raw a whole lot more Nitro. I think with Raw, because it's only two hours, you can still have... I kind of like to talk about a storyline kind of episode where the Austin thing was running through it. And plus, it once... Once the Austin thing, when he kind of got arrested and whatnot, then the Triple H DX thing took over, and that kind of ended the show as well. So I like the narrative, if you would, of the episode. So I think Raw is a lot more durable. I think three hours of Nitro is too much, and some of it doesn't make sense, and there's a lot of focus on the NWO stuff. So I'm going to give Raw an out of ten for its episode here today. What about what are your thoughts on Raw? Again, I'll have to agree with you, Raw. It. It was a lot better at the storytelling. It's not trying to cram too much into our FaceTimes at once. You've got the Austin aspect. He gets arrested, so you know he's not going to be around too much later on in the show. Then you've got the resurgence of the LOD. And, you know, it goes through with the Triple H side of things. And then you get the Nation. You know, it's it's kind of like a, a place of new mantle, something that, the Raw After Mania should be. Yes, yeah, exactly. You've got, you know, the, the the resurgence of teams or you've got the cleaning up of teams. And for Nitro, I think it's just dragging on too long. It's the same old story. There's problems in the NWO. Raven, what about me? Trying to, you know, stomp on yeah. other people's dreams. You've got the to Sting finally coming out of his championship belt. I think that was about the cleaners <laughs> trying to clean the NWO black off. And it's, you know, it just seems very too samey. It's, they need a, defi- a definite end to feuds, like, you know, a, a, a starcade, as you will. Yeah. To try and finish the year off and then tie it up. And then after that, it starts f- afresh. Yeah, the plan in the end. Look, if Goldberg is that successful there, you, it's common sense, like it did with Steve Austin, with Goldberg to wait until Starcade till he finally has his moment there and he takes it forward, like you said, to the new millennium. With the NWO thing, the thing I don't understand is there was no need for the NWO to stay together. It, they, they could have broke up and, as Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash themselves, feuded with each other and not caused all this problem with all these different NWO aspects that we're going to see and that we have seen for so long. You know, the NWO name, because it brought success to WCW, means they have to keep relying on it. And WWF now have realised, look, we have to make some stars. You know, we've lost so many. Even Michaels and Brett, who were the guys for the past couple of years, have gone now. We need to look towards the Triple H's, to the Rocks, and to the Steve Austins, and even the Canes for that aspect to kind of bring it forward. And it's like a really exciting time, but I still feel like 
you know, Nitro is still slightly ahead at some points, even though the story's better than Raw. But what's your rating for Raw out of 10, Dan? My rating for Raw out of 10, storytelling and the changes and the way they're adapting to survive, I'm going to give that an 8 out of 10. And your Nitro? And my Nitro, because it is the same old, same old, I know, you know, you've got to have the continuity of Goldberg winning and Jericho just coming out of his awesomeness. They normally throw a few good matches in there, but I don't know, I wasn't really impressed with many of them tonight. So I'm going to give that a 7 out of 10. So, yes, that is it. We nearly agreed on anything. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Something a little bit different now as well. First off, we're going to announce the individual scores for Raw and Nitro. Then what we're going to do to find a, a proper, a definitive winner, we'll add our main scores together, right, make it even more confusing, and then the the one that's got the top rating out of that. So it means both our scores combined, because I've got to work out the scores now. It's up mine, but Dan, I need to work out yours, so please... Can I have some working out scores music? I've worked out raw. I need some more music to just work out night for a second. Right, okay, so what we're going to do after is once we've got the overall scores, we'll add them both up, see what won. But what I've just seen now is incredible. So Monday Night Raw, Dan, you and I, uh, like I say, roster three and a half each, promo four out of five each, setting three out of five each, matches, you two and a half, I was three out of five, rating both eight out of ten for all. So staggeringly close. You scored Raw 21 out of 30. I scored mine 21 and a half out of 30, right? Half separates us. So 21 and 21 and a half. So let's go to your Raw. Let's go to your Nitro, sorry. So your Raw was 21 points, right? So we're going to have to work out which of your shows you thought was best. So your roster was three and a half. Your promo was three and a half. Your setting was three and a half. Your matches were three out of five. And your rating, seven out of ten. So you scored Raw 21, you scored Nitro 20 and a half. So half off Raw 1 for you there. For me, 21 and a half was night, uh, for Raw. So 21 and a half was Raw. 4 out of 5 roster for Nitro. Promo 3 and a half. 4 out of 5 setting. Matches 3 and a half. Rating 7 out of 10. So half. I scored Nitro 22 out of 30. So I won by a half a point. So you picked Raw by a half a point. Yeah. I picked Nitro by half a point. Wow. So we're going to add up both numbers now and so see. So they're going to be exact. What more? Yeah, well, hang on a minute. Let's work it out now. So scores combined. I told you, it's exact, didn't I? It's a draw. Right, so how are we going to work this out then? What, what is the true winner? I mean, Mean Gene Oakland, Bobby Heenan on commentary. Uh, mean Gene Oakland wins it. All right, so we award it to Nitro this episode, even though it was a great... Mean Gene. <laughs> <laughs> even though it was a great episode of Monday Night Raw, and this is what we're going to be doing. That's what we're going to do on the next episode, the WNL 145. We'll have it in two parts. 145. 
At 155, we'll have it in two parts. It will be the whole month plus WWE Spring Stampede pay for you, and we'll do the ratings for everything like that as well. But uh, final thoughts on these two episodes, Dan? It started, Raw is definitely starting to show signs. I'd like an end to the boring NWO feud from inside the NWO. And, yeah, you know, I'd like to see Sting in a bit better as well. Yeah, they're kind of pissed all over the top, haven't they, really? Yeah. So that is it. We are back next week, like I say, WNR 155, WWE versus WSW for April. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. Follow us across all the Google platforms. Oh, I love that one. You can follow us across all the Google platforms. WD Net Review on Google Plus and send us an email to WNR Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast, where we've got clips going up there. Podcasts go at the same time to do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also, don't forget to follow Diddly, our music maker here on the WNR Podcast. We're also on Freaker Radio, where we've got a live show. We've got NXT in Chicago coming up in June. Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. Like I say, next episode, WNL 145, more WWE. 155. For fuck's sake. 155, more WWE versus WCW. But until then, I have been James Rowlands and correct to me has always been... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And hello. Goodbye. Bye.